Okay, people, it's Monday, which means Chinchek is looking back at Saturday's fight action, and goddamn, we had some action. So, sit back and let's get into this Munez Edgar card, alright? Let's go, people. Okay, so UFC on ESPN 15. Munez v Edgar was wild. Like, so much happened, man. So much happened. There were upsets. There were comebacks. There were questions about refereeing. It was a crazy-ass event, right? It was crazy. And it even started before any punches were thrown. Because... Right, the main of the the co-main event went right, so uh, it wasn't even that long before everything kicked off. But then word came out that Ovincent Prue had tested positive for COVID. So yeah, that fight got scratched, and the and the card just then got shifted around a little bit. You know what I mean? So Mike Rodriguez against Marcin Pragnio. Became the new co-main event. You know, a few fights on the prelims moved up. Everything was happening. But, people, we had a great... For only nine fights? This was crazy. It was crazy and fun. We had Anik and Cruz, you know, on the announcing table. And that was all good. Yeah, it was a great event. And the first fight. What the hell, man? So we had Timur Valev against Trevin Jones. Now, both guys had... um, Yeah, both guys were making their UFC debut. You know what I mean? So I think on that front, it's like, yeah. It's all good. You know, they're both coming in with the same kind of experience. Right? It was a catch weight because Jones had stepped in in I think a day's notice or two days notice, something crazy, right? But the talk on the town was just how talented Valev was. Right? And we saw it. He came out throwing just Everything and everything so well, just really mixing up the punches, the kicks, and it wasn't the same kick over and over again. He was like throwing a right leg kick, a left leg kick, a body kick, inside leg kick, outside leg. He was just mixing it all up. It was superb. He was so fast, and you could see that Jones was trying to. Um, Trying to wait on that counter. You know, I think he realized, okay, this dude is quicker than me. So I'm just gonna look, I'm gonna bide my time, I'm gonna catch him with the counter as he comes in. And so that's what Jones was trying to do. He landed the odd shot, not a lot, right? In that first. 
um, he threw a few kicks, but they just weren't the same kicks as Valev's. And then Valev threw like he was always throwing those um those push kicks, but the push kick that's more like a stabbing kick, right? You know the where the you know I mean someone really digs their toes into the midsection. So he'd thrown a few of those. Then he he threw and connected with this spinning back kick. And, oh man, it landed clean, right? And it was one of those situations where, yes, saw that it had hurt Jones. But then there was the delayed reaction and Jones just crumpled. Like, it had just stopped his system. Valim jumped on him and unloaded. He was throwing everything. Green punches, elbows. He was just on top of him, raining down. And you're watching it thinking, that like some referees would have stopped this shit. It's crazy. But the you know the ref let it go. Jones was able to survive, which Yeah, you kind of think, God damn, how'd he do that? And as the round is ending, Jones, yo, he's able to get a takedown. Like, literally, just, like, you know what I mean? He gets up, and then he gets a takedown just as the buzzer's like, boop. So, yeah, it was a dominant first round for Valiv, right? So, then we have... The second round, and you're just like, you know what I mean? Like, whew, how long before Valiv ends this one? You know what I mean? And is Jones fully recovered from that body kick? So, straight away, Jones goes for a takedown, and Valev just catches him with a knee. So, you're just like, oh, well, this didn't start well for Jones, right? And, um, yeah, so then they exchange a little bit. Valiv is coming in, and Jones finally lands that big right counter that he's been looking on for the last six minutes. Right? He lands it. Valiv goes down. Jones jumps on him. You know what I mean? He jumps on him with some ground and pound. And the crazy... And the... I say crazy. The interesting thing is... The referee calls it. Right? The referee calls it... As Valiv... Has got his arms wrapped around Jones... And is... You know what I mean? Looking to take him down... So it was an interesting, I thought it was an interesting situation when you consider the amount of time that Jones had in that first round. Because Jones was getting hit with so many just unanswered shots. And yeah, so it was interesting that, you know, Valib wasn't given that same... That same chance, that same opportunity, 
and also at the time of the stoppage Valev was as I said look he he was looking to get it down so you could see he wasn't out out right he he's because you're meant to be improving your situation right trying to stop and that's what he was doing so it was an interesting you know an interesting occurrence right and it was definitely something that would then bleed into the rest of the night but just as it is right because it is what it is trevin jones it was just an insane comeback after everything that happened in that first for this to end like that no one had seen that like no one it, it was crazy it was so frigging crazy so it's just that was now the benchmark <laughs> you know what I mean like that was the benchmark fight right so our next fight was um Matthew Semmelsberger against Colton Minnes. So this was a uh, a welterweight fight, right? And again, um, Minnes had stepped in on short notice because Semmelsberger's original opponent dropped out, right? And like this was a, it was a good fight i think the big thing with this fight really was minus and minus is his inactivity and when i say inactivity i don't mean he wasn't just standing around doing nothing it's just he's looking for single shots right and Simmelsberger was putting together like three four punch combinations with a kick maybe to finish it off. Right. So Semmelsberger is doing that. And Minus is looking for the counter. And just throwing out that jab. Maybe a one-two. But that was kind of it. Like you could see also that Semmelsberger had. He was hitting power shots. Right. And Minus's Minus was very accurate with his punches. But the punches in themselves weren't stopping Semmelsberger in his tracks, right? They weren't making Semmelsberger step back. And so that was the big thing. That was the big thing in this fight. And, yeah, it was it was why Semmelsberger won. And you could just see him winning, I, I don't know if, you know, Minus was fighting like this because he's trying to reserve his cardio. Um, maybe there was a nerve thing. But he just needed to kind of change things up. And he never really changed things up. Right? So that was... That was the big thing, I kind of felt, with this fight. Like it was, you know, like Simmelsberger fought very well. He looked really good. And Minus, he looked okay in in periods. As I said, look, his punches were very precise. You know, he had a great jab. But you just, you can't just throw the jab. 
Yo, you, you need more than a one-two to win you a fight, right? You, you just need more than that. There was a, a decent exchange on the ground, you know? In the second round, Simmelsberger, yeah, he got Minas down, was, was trying for the rear naked. Um, you know, Minas was able to spin out of it. Yeah, so we had some nice little moments, but it was just, yeah, it was an activity situation. And um, Minnelsberger, Simmelsberger just had, yeah, just had the, the, the volume, had the crazy output. So, yeah, there was that. I mean, a f- a f- another fight that was crazy was um, Ike Villeneuve. Against Jordan Wright, right? So it's a light heavyweight fight, but um, you know, Wright had taken the fight on short notice because um, Villeneuve's original opponent Jorge Gonzalez had to you know withdraw. So yeah, um, now Wright isn't really a light heavyweight. I think he's a middleweight. Right, but you know, on short notice, it worked out. Right now, this fight, the f- I think the first rigging, it was insane. Ju- like Wright's first thing he did a spinning, like I think it's like a spinning heel kick, and it kind of it touched Villeneuve. Right, it hit him kind of at its arc, right, and, um, yeah, Villeneuve went down, wasn't expecting it, he was coming in, and just got hit, it wasn't, like, a clean hit, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, like, Edson Barboza, you know what I mean, against Terry Etham, it wasn't that, but, yeah, Villeneuve goes down, right, he, he jumps up pretty much straight away, and, um, he he gets right. They're up against the fence. Right though, he utilizes a um a tie plum. Utilizes his tie plum and hits three knees. Three big knees. Like the first one, I think the first two to the body, and the third one goes right up the middle. Boom. Catches Villeneuve in the eye, right? And you straight away we just see blood. We just see a lot of blood. So they separate, and um, yeah, straight as soon as they separate, the um, the referee, uh, Jason Herzog, I believe, he um, yeah, he calls for the doctor, he calls for the doctor. And we get a quick little look, and the you know, the cut looks bad. It is not a good cut, and the ref just the doctor sees the cut, and he's just like, "Nope, we're done." Yeah, so it was it was quick. Yo, you gotta feel bad for Villeneuve because, like, it, he wasn't out. He wasn't. You know what I mean? He just got. He got hit by this knee. And yeah, just a, a nasty cut. 
to Doc to stop the fight. So definitely a big win for Riot, who was, you know, meant to be on the Contender Series. Right? I think he was meant to be on, like, later in the weeks on the Contender Series. But got this call up because of the dropouts and all of that. Fighting a weight class that above his actual weight class. So this is a huge win for Riot. So yeah, be you know, he looked good. Right? Looked very fluid. Nice movement. So if he does this at light heavy, yeah, let's see what he does at middleweight when he drops. You know? And yeah, I think Villeneuve definitely needs another fight because that was just Ah, uh, yeah, it was just a shitty Bad situation for him Right so um, Yeah then we go to Our uh, main event Of the prelims Which is a Ladies strawweight fight We've got Mizuki Inoue Against Amanda Limos And This fight Like man Yo it's, it was An interesting one Because it really kind of makes you it makes you think about judging and what the judges are looking for right what they're looking for and it also gives you an indication of what you know what how scoring is probably going to go throughout this kind of throughout this evening you know what i mean there's in this fight so uh, like Limos, she's she had the power. She clearly had the power in this one, right? And the reach. And in a way, she she just had she worked. Right? So at the beginning of the fight, Lemus was like kind of fighting utilizing her reach. Do you know what I mean? Landing some kicks, it's like the jabs. Throwing those one twos, all of that. But once in a way got inside, then she's you know what I mean she's landing, she's doing her thing. But yeah, Lemus was had a decent first round, right? Lemus probably won that first round. The second and the third rounds though, like in a way, there's yeah, Lemus was keeping a you know a high pace, right? And we saw her slow, but in a way, never slowed. She just pushed forward, moved forward, and as I said, look in the second and the third, she's now able to, um, yeah, kind of bully Lemus onto the fence and do a lot of work there. You know, land, she was landing knees and elbows. Yeah, just doing a lot of work on the fence. Right? Control, she controlled Lemus a lot on the fence. Right? But, in a way, just didn't have those concussive shots. Right? But Lemus does. Lemus, when she hits you, you see that she's hit you. You take a step back, or there might be a little stumble, you know, but, and it's just the sound of it as well, right? But you don't get that with Inouye. So, yeah, Lemus won this fight, right? 
But in a way he was the one pushing forward She's the one with all the control time on the fence You know what I mean I think Lemus got a, a takedown But she didn't stay on the ground Because in a way was Yeah She's attacking. She was going for an arm bar. You know, she was yeah, doing a lot. Right? So Lemus got out of there. She didn't she didn't want to stay. So yeah, it it was an interesting one. You know what I mean? That that's why I kind of feel it was very interesting. Because Inouye was doing a lot of work. But it wasn't really judged It wasn't looked at in that fashion So yeah, I think it told you a lot But it is kind of Yeah, it's a bit crazy It's a bit crazy And it does highlight again That the judging system needs to be looked at Because yeah, it's a bit screwy You know what I mean? It is, And that's not to say that Lemos didn't fight well She did fight well But so did in a way You know But yeah That was the um, That was the prelims Man we had some crazy freaking fights Crazy fights So yeah It was just Thinking about these prelims Man there was a lot to look forward to And they definitely Did deliver as well Oh, they did, people. They really did. So we opened the main card with a welterweight fight between Daniel Rodriguez and Dwight Grant. Now, this wasn't the original fight, right? They both lost opponents. It was crazy. So Rodriguez was meant to be fighting Tashashi Sato. And Grant was meant to fight Gerard Godden. Now, Godden... Yo, he um pulled out a few days in advance through injury. Um, then Grant was meant to fight Callan Bourne, but on the you know Friday morning weigh-ins, Bourne didn't show up for weigh-ins. So they said it was personal reasons, but we don't know why. And Sato actually weighed in. Weighed in, made weight, but then got pulled. So suddenly we have these two fighters, no fight. And they're just like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> Let's just fight each other with the same weight, why not? Which is badass, because neither had been training for each other. You know what I mean? So it was just straight away, you're just like, oh my gosh. And I, like... You know, after watching this fight, it was just like, what did we just see? It had everything. It was insane. It was insane. So they came out and they went straight at each other, but not in a reckless way, you know? Uh, they were just really just looking for those shots and just throwing and landing. Now, Rodriguez had a kind of a more traditional... Boxing, like Thai boxing stance You know, throwing those straight jabs Punishing body shots, all of that Grant kind of wings He wings those shots, right? And 
that was the interesting thing because it's you know as people always say it's the shot that you don't see that puts you down right so when rodriguez was coming in he got smashed by a you know a winging left then a right show the grant through rodriguez he goes down Grant is on top of him and just dropping everything he has. You know, just coming with every single thing he has. You know, just really trying. And there was a a few points where it wasn't a full-on crucifix, but he had Rodriguez's arm. So the referee's like, I improve your position. Improve your position. You can't be there. And you'd see Rodriguez move. And sometimes in that thing, like the fighter might move, but they're unable to get their arms up because the other guy is kind of blocking the arms. So the fight gets stopped. But with this one, the referee allows it to go, right, allows it to go, and you're just like, yo, oh my days, you know what I mean, it it was crazy, so somehow Rodriguez gets up, right, they clinch, and on the break, Rodriguez lands a, um, Oh, a sharp left hook, right? And that rocks Grant. Like, you see Grant just like, ooh. You know, Grant, he stumbles back. He touches down. Doesn't go fully down, but he touches down. And so he's just like, ooh. So he's trying to keep his distance. You know, he's circling around the cage, just trying to get out of the way of... All the, the, just the heavy shit that Rodriguez is throwing at him. And Rodriguez is stalking. You know, stalking. And we just have to remember, Rodriguez, it was, it was just 30 seconds ago that Rodriguez is getting, you know what I mean, like, all hell brought on him. So you're thinking to yourself, like, has he got all his wits about him? You know what I mean? Like, we've seen these situations where then suddenly a stiff shot and that guy got in. It's just like, yo. So, Rodriguez is stalking Grant, right? And, um, yeah, he he throws a, um, a big right, then a left, which puts Grant down, right? Grant, he starts to get up. And Rodriguez hits him with another right. And he crashes back down to the canvas. And at that point, the ref calls it. So I think he would have... He was look. He, he was going to let the fight go, right? But I think it was that second shot. Because, you know, Rodriguez is getting up. But then when he gets hit with the upper right, it's the way he then just crashes, crashes down. It's done. And you're like, whoa. Like, whoa. It's a crazy comeback. Yo, you think back to that first fight, right? Trevon Jones, Tamir Velev. And the way that went down. 
Right, it's just, an, it was another similar thing. Another similar thing. So, yeah, it, it was insane. And then it also then makes you wonder. Yeah, should Valeva have been given more time? Because you know what I mean? Rodriguez was hit by two solid shots, goes down, and then is hit with so much ground and pound. Like, so much ground and pound. But he survives to then just decapitate Grant. It, it was just everything. It was everything you wanted, man. It was such an awesome fight. It really was. And the thing is, like, Grant lost, but I don't think he loses much. P After this, people will still want to see him fight. For sure. For sure, people. So our next fight is a women's featherweight bout. We've had Maria Agapova against Shayna Dobson. And Agapova was the biggest um, favourite of the night. Biggest favourite of the night. And when you've seen her last few fights and the way she puts it all together, you can understand why. Because she's a beast. Right, and she's been calling for this fight, so we're just like, oh, what is gonna happen here? Like, how quickly is this gonna go? But still, understanding it's not like Dobson is a a walkover. She's, I think, her biggest thing is just her inact, her inactiveness, right? So, it 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 means that she hasn't got the in ring experience for the growth. Right, so that's her biggest knock, really. But you know she can put it together. But hey, I even I was like, yo, it's Agapova, man. There's I just love her style. And she came out throwing everything. Agapova was just lighting Dobson up. Just just throwing so much volume, right, and Dobson took her down a couple of times, really just because Agapova was throwing so much, just her base isn't there, you know, so like a, a little friggin' toddler could have taken her down, because she's just so... You know what I mean, she's so committed to throwing a kick or a sh- like, yeah, she had no balance. So Dobson took her down, but yeah, she got, you know, she got up pretty much straight away. You know, but other than that, Agapova owned the first round. But she was, I mean, she was just bringing so much. You know, uh, and we end with her trying to. Yeah, just sinking a rear naked choke, right? But coming up to that moment, it was looking like Agapova was, you know what I mean? It was looking like she was getting tired. It was looking like she was getting tired. And you're just like, oh, this, this could be a problem. Right, so the um, first, second round starts, and Dobson she throws a head kick, right? But um, 
you know, it lands, but it wasn't the most technical of kicks, and there wasn't a crazy amount of power behind it, so, you know, Agapova just kind of walks through it. Now, Agapova, she gets a takedown, and you're thinking, right, that's sensible, you're, you're clearly tired, a takedown, you know, works. Now, Dobson, like, because she's so tired, her, her top pressure, her base is terrible, right? So, Dobson reverses, and it's not even, like, it wasn't the smoothest, the most technical of sweeps, right? But Agapova just had nothing, and so Dobson reverses, and then just drops ground and pound, and you can just see Agapova is just the sweep she was done. You know what I mean? Basically, even just her taking Dobson down, she was kind of done. You know, just, like she had just worn herself out. Well, it's weird, right? Because you think, oh, did she just go way too hard, right? Or was she so just geared up for this fight? It's the adrenaline jump. Because Dominic Cruz was talking, he's like, that's an adrenaline dump. You know, it's happened, it happened to me in my first ever fight, and I made sure that would never happen again, but I've seen that. That's an adrenaline jump for sure. So, that's not even a stamina, right? Because... Yo, you can be the you could have trained so hard, you'd be in the best shape, but you when your adrenaline just drops out, yeah, you're fucked. And yeah, that what happened. So the ground and pound that she just couldn't just didn't have no energy to defend herself and the ref calls it. It was crazy. But I think at the beginning of the card they said someone had put a lot of money on Dobson, so, whoo, they gonna be rich, <laughs> it was like the guy that put all the money on Kay Hansen winning her UFC debut, yo, we had another one of those, so yes, yeah, someone walked out with a lot of money, you know, and Dobson kind of righted her UFC, you know, record, um, so big win for her, you know, like, it's not the end for Agapova. She just really needs to, I think, just temper herself a little. He is, she was like old Marab, Dalish Billy. And when you hear, like, Ray Longo and Matt Serra talk, they're like, we have to make sure he doesn't go too fast. And that's what they need to do with Agapova. Just make, just make sure she kind of, you know... Doesn't unload everything. Doesn't get too hyped before a fight. You know? Because if, if she can stay calm, yo, she's going to be a threat for sure. For sure. So, next after this, we go to the um, lightweight division. We had Austin Hubbard, who we last saw just really turn it around against Max Rushruff. And he was fighting Joe Selecki, who, um, yeah, we'd last seen Selecki in, like, December um, beat Matt Wynum. So, it, you know, 
Hubbard had fought more recently. So it's a, like, oh, what's going to happen in this fight? You know, how is this one going to go, right? Well, it doesn't go long. <laughs> I think that's the big thing. It did not go long at all. It was crazy. So fight starts and Shaleki, he's pushing forward, right? He lands a good left that makes Hubbard take a back step. Yo, Saleki, he's picking his shots, he's changing stances, yo, he's landing some good body kicks, he's really keeping Hubbard on the back foot, Hubbard's throwing out the odd jab and everything, but just not doing a lot, just from all the pressure that Saleki is bringing, and the fact he's not giving Hubbard an opportunity just to kind of do you know what I mean? Assess the situation. Look for those opportunities, right? So, uh, yeah, they, you know, Selecki gets some um, Hubbard on the fence. They clinch up and they exchange a few knees. You know, they both land some knees. Selecki, he then go, he drops, goes for a single leg, right? He then kind of gives up on the single leg. And, like, he's kind of manoeuvred himself kind of on the back of Hubbard. But he doesn't have Hubbard's full back because Hubbard's on the fence. But he gets his leg in and, and he, he moves it up his body. And then he just jumps. And he jumps up onto the back, right? Hits that body triangle. So, boom. Hard to shake off now. And the thing is as well, Hubbard, he turns, so Shalecki's back is on the fence, right? So you're giving Shalecki, like, an opportunity to rest a little bit, right? Because he can use the fence. So he's got that body triangle locked in, and then he's hooked his, you know, the, the, the kind of, um, the anchor leg. He's hooked that around, uh, like, Hubbard's knee, right? So it's then difficult for Hubbard to kind of try and shake Shalecki off, right? So he's doing that, and so all this time, Shalecki, he's punching, you know, and he's, you know, really trying to soften Hubbard up so he can attack for that rear naked. So he's throwing those shots, like, trying to get the arm... You know, just doing all of this. And he changes start, you know, he changes the legs a couple of times, but always going back to that body triangle. He eventually gets an arm. Like first one arm is kind of across the jaw. Hubbard tries to move it. He slips an arm underneath the chin and squeezes. Squeezes And when you're looking at it It's not like Fully under Right it's not fully under But the squeeze I think it's just the squeeze And Hubbard has a tap It's Because you're looking at the at The way it is and you think Okay Hubbard should be able to survive this Right it's not fully under, it should be able to, but yeah, it's, so Lucky must just have one hell of a squeeze, man, so he, he gets to win, and 
no damage. No damage. It's it was it was great for Selecki for sure. You know what I mean? That's what you that that's what you want, right? That's the best outcome from stepping in there. Don't take any shots to the head. You get a quick choke and you're out. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, this is man, it'd be interesting to see who Selecki goes up against next, you know? Definitely, he could be a problem. Could be a problem at lightweight. So now we go to our co-main event of the evening. It's a light heavyweight clash. Mike Rodriguez against Marcin Pracnio. So yeah, like, and it's crazy. Because, you know, I th- they were earlier on, a lot earlier in the card. A lot earlier in the card, man, but they got they got bumped up, got bumped up to that co-main event status. So you wonder how much pressure is that during putting on them, you know? Well, you kind of figure it, it didn't really do much because this, hey, another quick fight, another quick fight, right? So they come out. And, um, yeah, they're, they're throwing legs, right? Throwing some leg shots, um, exchanging those. They're both, they both, like, throw heavy to the head, but neither is able to connect, right? Rodriguez, he hits a nice body kick. He then lands a, a really good jumping knee, right? They clinch up, and, um... Rodriguez is, uh, he's just doing some great job of, like, working, working on the inside, you know, he, he, he's, he's got this, again, utilising that Thai plum, right, he's doing this, and he, we see him, like, going for the body, and then throwing a short elbow to the head, so it's just some really good work. Now, obviously, <laughs> Pratino, he, he, he doesn't want to be there, right? He, he realises he isn't winning these exchanges. So he tries to extricate himself. But Rodriguez has just got a tight clinch. You know, he's got a tight clinch game. So, yeah, he's just like, no. You're not going anywhere, man. <laughs> and so he's working the body. Goes to the body a bit. Then he unleashes a huge elbow over the top. Which Pacino isn't expecting. Because he's just been, you know, focusing on protecting his body. So he gets caught with this huge elbow. He goes down, and Rodriguez follows it up with two stiff rights, and Pacino is out. Referee calls it just, oh man, you read, we did not see a slow Rodriguez tonight. You know, we saw a legit Rodriguez, that was a performance, and right now, you know what I mean? Right now, when the light heavyweight division is, uh, you know, 
new blood, right? We're in new territory. That's the perfect time to pull off a performance like that. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, now we are ready for the main event. And this is something that we have been wondering about for a while. What is Frankie Edgar going to look like at Bantamweight? You know? How's things going to go? He, We know he's dropping because he wants to make a challenge. He's not, tr- he's not dropping down just to pay bills, just to get some fights. No. Frankie Edgar is a competitor. He's a legit competitor. And he wants another bell. You know what I mean? So it's just like, oh, how is this going to go? Right? Because the bantamweights are fast. Bantamweights are real fast. So, hey, I even thought that dropping down, Edgar just wouldn't have the speed. Right? He might lose that speed. So I thought that could be problematic. And hey, when I'm wrong, I'm you know, I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. And people, I was wrong. I was legitimately wrong. Frankie Edgar looked very good tonight. It looked very good. But this fight, again, look, I, I mentioned it in the Mizuki. In a way fight, right? With her style. This fight also highlights, I feel, the issue of the judging. You know? And what we have to think about. Because Frankie put on a hell of a performance. There is no denying that. For so did um, Munez. Munez put on a good performance. And, but I think the big thing that separated it, right, was Edgar was throwing combinations. He was throwing great combinations, which you know he would do, right? He always has done. And Mark Henry, right? So he's throwing his combinations, ending oftentimes with a kick or an uppercut. And, yeah, they're good. They're real good. Right, but Munez, he's looking for the counter. He's looking to land a big, heavy shot. You know what I mean? So, and we've seen this with Munez's fights in the past. He will eat a shot so he can get inside and then unleash. And that's what we were seeing. And when he was landing on Edgar, ooh, goddamn. You know what I mean? They were hard shots. They were real hard shots. Like Edgar's face at the end of it. His eyes were swollen. He's been, like, he had been in a fight. You know what I mean? There was no denying that. Munoz was just landing with so much. So you just kind of thought, alright, so how, how would the judges view this? How's everything going to go? Right? Because Munez is landing the damage. Right? But he's not throwing volume like Edgar. And Edgar, you know, a lot of times it's the attrition of the shots. 
So that was the odd few time where he'd land and you want and it you thought it had, might have stumbled Munez. But when Munez lands, you could see clearly see how much damage those shots were doing on Edgar, you know? Edgar did mix in some takedowns and all of that, but yeah, Munez was able to get up pretty much straight away. So you saw Frankie kind of quit with the takedowns, right? Which, you know, that makes sense. Because you you want you want to see how your gas tank is gonna go, you know, over five rounds in your first bantamweight cut. So I get why he moved away from the takedowns, but this was such a close fight, right? Such a close fight, and so it's just over. Is it the amount of shots? Is it the volume? Like, are we looking at the person moving forward? Like, what are we looking for here? That was the big question. And, um, yeah, Frankie took a split decision, right? But with the, with the scorecards with Frankie, where I was thinking this came down to the fifth round. You know, I, I was thinking, like, this is such a close fight, right? But with the people that scored for Frankie, they kind of gave him, I think one gave him four to one. Right? I think another one gave him three to two. No. No, I think, yeah, I think both gave him, like, four rounds to one. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because it was a lot closer than that. So, I look, I'm not, um, I'm not calling this a robbery. No. Because this was a, a close-ass fight. And you can see why. Right, why Frankie got the nod because of the volume he was throwing, you know. But I also feel that we, yeah, it it really does highlight the issue we have with the judging. You know, I think Munez going away needs to think about combinations for sure. Because hey, you can't always put people away, right? There's gonna be people that can eat the punch. So you you can't just be throwing one one shot. You know, you need to be throwing combinations. So I'm 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 thinking I'm hoping Munez does take that away and think about that. But uh yeah, I don't know. All I can say is this was a awesome card. It was an awesome card. It's only nine fights, but we had some hell of a fights, man. Hell of a fights. And, um, yo, we got bonuses, so, hey, <laughs> you know, you know, it makes sense. Munez and Edgar got fired tonight, right? Makes sense. Now, performance bonuses go to Shayna Dobson, which, yeah, for sure. And Turin Jones, free stoppage of Timur Valev, right? But then Dana also said that everyone's getting a bonus, He's gonna give everyone some some money just for the amount of the great performances. And I think it's the great performances because hey, with everything that happened, this could have been a shit show of a card. Right? If the fighters didn't really 
Bob, like if you know what I mean, if they just didn't come out, if everyone was mad, cool, it like it could have stunk, but everyone just brought it, and so yeah, that makes sense, and and it's it's a nice thing, man. It's a nice thing to do for sure. So yeah, hey, you know what I mean? Don't stop, people. We got the contender series tomorrow, and then another UFC on Saturday. With a submission underground as well. So, goddamn. Nice. Load of shit to look forward to, people. Okay, people. So, we're drawing to the end of another episode. But, we got some news, okay? So, as we said, I think it was last episode, Ryan Hall... He's injured, so he's out of his fight against Ricardo Lamas. Now, we wondered if they were going to reschedule. Because word was that Hall's injury wasn't too bad. He wouldn't be out for long. But they're not doing that. Lamas will still be on the card. And he will now be fighting Billy Allego. Who I think has fought on the Contender Series. So next up on September the 19th Now I feared this would happen Because I think this is a tough matchup for Darren Stewart But he will be fighting Kevin Holland on that card Man, I mean it's a good fight, don't get me wrong And I don't think Stuart's gonna, you know what I mean I don't think he's gonna get blown away or anything like that I just think that's a tough friggin' fight, man You know, Kevin Holland has just been, woo He's been killing it of late Uh, So now we jump into October On the 10th, Abu... Azatar is going to be fighting Joaquin Buckley So yeah, it's good that Buckley's getting um, another fight So that's all good Now also on that card, a fight that everyone has been suspecting for a while It's been confirmed, Marlon Marais will be fighting Corey Sanhagen So that's going to be good Uh, On the 17th of October John Young Park is fighting John Phillips. And I know Phillips will want to be, um, yeah, he'll want a good one this time out. But Park is a tough foe, man, you know? Uh, the following week on the 24th of October, Dayon Young is going to be fighting Sam, Sam Alvey. So that is um, UFC 254. Uh, and then on the 14th of November, Antonio Aruro is going to be fighting Andreas Michalidis. So, um, yeah, some fun fights coming, people. Some fun ass fights. Um, now, I've seen, but I haven't had, like, I'm looking for confirmation, so we'll we'll talk about it on another episode, but supposedly Dana has now confirmed that, uh, you know, Aljo, Aljamain Sterling is getting the next crack at Peter Yan. Now, it's a fight that I think everyone suspected, but I think 
supposedly it has now been confirmed so you know i'm sure by next episode we'll have that information so um yeah people that's us for today we'll be back on wednesday to break down the anthony smith um rackage card i forget my man's first name but it's rackage right <laughs> i know it's so bad alexander that's it alexander rackage yes and that's got some good fights robbie lawler neil magny you know what i mean we've got some fun shit happening so um yeah on Wednesday, we're going to go through all of that. So, people, enjoy the Contender Series, you know. Um, yeah, that's tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, we'll check you on Wednesday. All right? Cool. Peace.